with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone good morning good afternoon wherever you are welcome to ghost chronicles next generation the second hour of the ghost chronicle radio anyways i am ron Kolick, the gatekeeper around the unknown the unexplained and the unbelievable new england zone van helsick and with me all the way from her dungeon is the blonde <laughs> bombshell herself and kerrigan Hi, everybody. No, I'm not in the dungeon. I haven't been in the dungeon in years. Oh, that's right. You moved out of the dungeon. That's I'm up good. in the penthouse. I'm that's in the top. Good. Moving on up, man. And and uh, <laughs> we, uh, we are really lucky today because we have someone uh, who I think has a pretty interesting job and, and has a very uh, unique guest interest as well. She is uh, Kim Roberts. Robinson? Oh, wait a minute. I screwed that up. Did I get Yeah, it? you did. did Always. You get... Sorry, Kim. Okay. Kim, I, <laughs> Kim, I, I, they usually apologize uh, for me not getting the, the uh, host, uh, the guest name straight because it's a thing that happens to me. But anyways, she is director of the International Railway Museum. Is that correct? That is correct. Woohoo! Well, I got something right. All and, right. And you're still there. You haven't been washed away by all that rain you get out there, right? You know, rain in Washington is normal. So um, <laughs> it, it's what we call a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So, uh, Kim, I went online and I looked at the museum, of course, and I, I saw the, the, the lighthouse there. And um, that's what really caught my eye because uh, I am a... Um, a board member of the Friends of uh, Portsmouth Tower Lighthouse and, and, and do a lot of uh, work for lighthouses as far as uh, fundraising and so forth. So is that a real lighthouse or is that one that you guys built? We built that. It's a 25% replica of the Grays Harbor Lighthouse, which is the tallest on the West Coast. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I mean, it's really cool. So what was you, how did you get involved in all this? Well, in 2008, my husband and I decided to open a winery uh, called Westport Winery. And <gasps> over, over the years, we added the Sea Glass Grill and Ocean's Daughter Distillery. And it's kind of a weird story, but we were at a funeral and with a, uh, of a local prominent business person, and he had... Um, wondered at one point how he could get more people to stop at his business and started putting some old farm machinery out along the highway. And it turned into the Northwest Carriage Museum, which is one of the preeminent um, museums uh, with carriages in the nation at this point. Mm. So we were, we were at his memorial and we were driving home and I looked at my husband. And I said, you know, we should, we should build a museum and, He's used to these kind of things, and and he said no. Um, <laughs> Sounds and, like my husband and I having a conversation as well. Sorry. <laughs> so I 
so I started going, you know, what about, what about this kind of museum? That's stupid. What about that kind of museum? That's stupid. Well, <laughs> we, we used to own Lahaina divers on Maui and my husband's an amazing underwater photographer. Mm. So I thought, you know, we have all these great underwater images and we are really passionate about ocean ecology. And I said, well, why don't we open a mermaid museum? Because, um, you know, it, it just really gelled quickly in my mind that we wanted to teach ocean ecology from seashore to seafloor, immersed in mermaid mythology, uniting world oceanic cultures. And to wow. me, the mermaids are the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what what a encompassing uh, idea to to just wow to pull that all together. So it was right before COVID, and um, we ended up delaying groundbreaking for six months, but opening during COVID. And we expected, you know, all the other local museums, we live in a small community, um, all of them were, they had shared with us what their visitor membership was, or what their mem- their visitorship was. Mm-hmm. And in the first year, we had 80,000 visitors. At oh, the my museum, God. Which was more than every other museum in ah. the two neighboring counties combined. And it turned out that we um, had discovered something that really resonated with people. It resonates yeah. with, with kids, mm-hmm. with imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, it resonates with those who have a real interest in cryptozoology, you know, because we have, you know, we pay a little homage to unicorns and Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But realistically, all worlds, cultures that are on large bodies of water have mermaid mythologies and sometimes Mm -hmm. they were used to explain away disappearances Uh, Ah. sometimes they were used to um, try to mold people's behavior and it they're just fascinating stories Um, mostly mermaid stories have kind of a dark component Mm-hmm. And so we work hard to make it so that it's not terrifying or <laughs> <laughs> untoward, but, um, but everybody's got their own imagination. One of the, we've got, a, we got so many cool things, but one of the coolest things we have is a paper mache sculpture done by a group of blind artists of what they envision a mermaid to look like. Oh, wow. Oh, and, that's and cool. To me, that really starts to, you know, kind of paint the picture of what we do. Wow. So I have to ask you this, you know, a few years back, I guess it's quite a few now, they made a mockumentary about uh, the mermaids. Did you ever see that? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the best questions anybody's ever had for me, because <laughs> that mockumentary was actually set in our community. Oh, really? yeah, it's it was set up at the Pacific Beach naval station in Mo Clips. So our kind of our subtext is we are the home of the Mo Clips mermaid. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So we do How have cool. a display on that mockumentary and each of our displays, it, it links ocean ecology to mermaid mythology, but we do pull out one word that we work on um, a vocabulary definition for when we have school groups. Mm-hmm. And the one that's a there is the word is mockumentary. 
<laughs> and it um, displayed next to the Fiji mermaid that P.T. Barnum had made famous in 1823. Oh, yeah. The word on that one is hoax. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a replica of that mermaid? I have a tiny one. Um, oh, okay. It, I would love to get something uh, more substantial someday. Yeah. We've, we've been so fortunate. Our, I used to be a full-time uh, boat captain uh, running fishing boats, and my husband was a full-time dive boat captain running oh, dive wow. boats. And so we've got a ton of ties in the fishing and diving community. And so we reached out to those friends when we created the museum because we're at the age where we have cool stuff. We'd like to have our cool stuff maintained. And our kids don't want our cool stuff. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> uh, so we, we reached out to our friends and they donated amazingly cool stuff. Um, but when we, when we gathered it together, I had three gals that were helping me put the museum together. And they said when they walked into this huge exhibition hall, it looked like a really, really bad garage sale. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. But but it's it's beautiful inside. We we built our own um, faux sunken ship inside so that when you're oh, in the sweet. museum, we wanted you to get the sense that you've gone underwater because there's a lot of people um, either by means or methodology don't have the ability to experience the underwater environment mm -hmm. the way my husband and I had that opportunity. And so from the minute you enter, there's glitter on the floor because mermaids <laughs> ooze glitter everywhere. Of course. And, and we do our best to take you underwater to the extent that this past summer I had a, a friend who is a retired Navy SEAL that had been um, paralyzed during his service. Mm -hmm. And I oh. took him through in his wheelchair and he, um, he wept. He said, I never thought I'd get to go underwater again. Oh, that's just so sweet. Oh, yeah. my goodness. When How wonderful. In, when I was in college, I, I wanted to be, become an oceanographer. That, uh, I ended up going into environmental science, but uh, I've always had uh, a love for the sea, which is why I'm involved so much with lighthouses and so forth. But mm. in fact, my nephew, uh, he is a, a good underwater photographer as well, and he worked at, oh, I can't think of the aquarium, one of the big aquariums out in California uh, for Probably years. Probably Monterey. Yes, Monterey, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are lucky because you have so many stories out there, uh, you know, where uh, you're, you're right on the coast. You, you have a, a different, I think it's different from the, from the uh, East Coast in that you have the Asian culture as well with, with their stories about, about mermaids and so forth. Because a lot of the mermaids, I mean, if you, like, if you, you looked at, watched that mockumentary that uh, a lot of them were from that area, uh, the South, well, more the South Pacific, but still in, uh, in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so it really, it really encompasses the world from uh, the Mamie Wada mermaid of um, West Africa to the Rosalkis uh, in Poland and Russia. Um, we feature a mermaid named Sedna. She's a, an Alaskan Inuit mermaid and, and her story down to uh, Tlanchana, a Mexican freshwater mermaid, Iara out of Brazil, uh, Jioran out of China. 
uh, Ninyo from Japan, um, mm. Wahini Huya out of Hawaii. So it's all, it's just, an, um, there's just so many mermaid stories to Yokoi from um, the Philippines. It's, they're everywhere. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you watch that, I mean, I always go back to that mockumentary because that was, I really enjoyed that a lot. And, and especially the, the way it was done, it was, it was done as a good documentary would be done, but they didn't, throughout the thing, they really didn't tell you it was a mockumentary until like the very end <laughs> that you really learned. So it, it really yeah. kept your interest. Well, did you find that? I, I really did. And one of the things that um, I enjoyed to no end was that if you went to the website, it mm -hmm. said this has been taken down by the government. Which <laughs> it, it just solidifies that, oh my gosh, this was real. And so <laughs> many people, you know, the animal the animal planet produced it and mm. it was really well done. Oh. Um, like you said. And it it spawned, um, no pun intended, mm -hmm. um, a number of other shows, you know, the sirens. Um, series then was set up here in the North Washington coast. We, um, we feature some educational clips from Splash and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we do have Ariel's story. Of course. And um, that, you know, it's just really fun. Everybody loves it. That's funny. And it's, it's when I, so when I think of Washington state, I do not think mermaids. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, you think, oh, like Florida or Mexico or California, but it's in Washington. And right. well, there's a, a really big community of mermaids here, both really, both in Portland and Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, very committed uh, people. They were the well, the Seattle Mermaid School is in Seattle. The Emerald Sea Sirens are a, a group of performers. Mm -hmm. um, Una the mermaid, who is a, she's got her own tank and she, she'll be <laughs> up at the mermaid festival performing all of the alchemist, um, pockets, the mermaid. We, there's just, uh, I, there's a really large community of mermaids up here. That's, a, that's amazing. That's, that's so, yeah, so that's, cool. And you have to delighted. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. I, I saw that there's a mermaid festival coming up on your website in April. That's what yeah. I was going to ask about, yep. Yeah, April 1 to 9, um, and it, like I said, we've got Una, the mermaid, all of the alchemists. We've got aerial acrobats. We have a pair of unicorns will be there. Uh, Bigfoot will be there. It's, <laughs> it's really kind of a cool happening, oh. and it, it all circles around our beach community, um, people that love the fantasy, the mythology. I mean, these are amazing stories, um, and people just I mean, it was, we live in a really small community and we were ha seeing 2,000 people a day at our museum during the festival last year. My goodness. Wow, that's a good crowd. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nonprofit organization. I looked around my community and um, thought of 10 women that I didn't know well that I wanted to know better. I invited them to join my board of directors and um, promised them they wouldn't have to go to very many meetings. 
<laughs> it's only one hour a week. Now, <laughs> pull them in, pull them in. That no. that is very cool, and it's what a wonderful thing to have have just did mermaid. So, had you been interested in mermaids before? I mean, this came out of your mouth when you're having this conversation. What kind of museum can we do? Had you well, entertained yeah, that thought before? Absolutely. When Ron said he was fascinated by lighthouses, um, it really made me smile because when I was growing up, I wanted to be a mermaid or a lighthouse keeper. And <laughs> oh, wow. so the way my life has worked out, I've gotten to do both. Oh, that's great. That is that is really great. So yeah, just a quick note on the lighthouse. It's a function. Is it a function in the lighthouse? I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. Uh, is it registered with oh, the functional? Okay, yes. I heard a different word. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I murder the English language. <laughs> it's our it New is, England it accent. Is, it is not a functional lighthouse. It is 40 feet tall, and it does have a chandelier. But we are about a quarter mile off of the harbor, and it's not considered an aid to navigation. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Good to know. And of course, and, it's not haunted. Ron likes the haunted lighthouses. You know, there's something that smells bad in there. I, uh -oh. can't, explain, <laughs> I can't explain what that is. Um, so it's possible. Maybe maybe one of the mermaids is decomposing. <laughs> I, yeah. Hmm, could be. The... Uh, uh, Ann and I did a show, oh, God, I can't think how far back. but Oh, Lord. Yeah, she was uh, dressed up as a mermaid. She had a tail and everything else. I borrowed a mermaid tail. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. a crocheted mermaid tail, not a real mermaid. Yeah, and I was the uh, Groton Fisherman. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got to play into your strengths. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't think I have a strength, Ken. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. So but, you you have this picture on your website of uh it, so it's a sculpture of a mermaid it's in front of like a pergola type structure yeah. and it it looks very like uh uh almost steampunky is it is it yes made of yeah. gears and things like that clocks it it's actually 12 feet tall mm -hmm. oh. and um I've we've got a really cool artistic community and I reached out to my friends and a guy named Joseph Adams. I asked him to build me a roadside attraction mermaid along the vein of the one that's in Scotland. That's um, 36 feet tall. Mm -hmm. And Joseph is um, he's kind of an alchemist himself and that he looks at metal things and he reforms them in his mind and creates art. Mm. And he created, um, her name is Gracie, mm -hmm. and um, her spine is a clarinet, and mm. um, there are uh, sprockets and wheels and just all kinds of cool things. And she's surrounded by a plaza mm -hmm. that is um, made of recycled bricks, and that's one of our fundraisers is to buy a brick. And it's, you know, it's just really cool. We just try to link the arts in and culture and design 
um, if you look at the photos of the front of the mermaid museum, there's a pair of large white mermaid sculptures. Mm -hmm. And those were done by one of the board members. Her name was Jamie Walsh. And she created a um, clay sculpture about life size. And then she hauled it raw to Seattle and had it data scanned 70 times at 12 million data points per scan. Oh. And sent the data file to a production company in Houston. And they sent it through a 3D printer. Oh. And cut it into blocks and delivered the blocks to us. And she and I assembled the blocks around those columns. And that's how we got these 12 foot tall mermaid sentinels as the entry to the museum. And it's one of the most innovative designs oh, I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, Jamie passed in a car accident oh. just a few months ago. And we're just so blessed to have wow. that amazing creation of hers there now forever oh i'm so sorry to hear that but what a legacy for her to leave that they're they are stunning and i i was looking at those as well Uh, my son does a lot with 3d printing and it's it's really just incredible the things that that you can make on a 3d printer and that's amazing yeah, we I had never seen anything like this where we we put them back together brick by brick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very, very neat. Did you ever think of uh, having a replica of the uh, uh, Copenhagen uh, mermaid? Is that the Copenhagen mermaid? Yeah, it's the Copenhagen Little Mermaid in Copenhagen. Yep. Um, there, are, there are 12 replicas around the world um, in some kind of unusual places. We have a very small one inside the museum that was donated to us. Um, I just feel like every time we need something, someone knocks on the door mm-hmm. and says, hey, would you like this? <laughs> and um, Put it out to the universe. Yeah. That's what we do is um, if it's something that's meant to be, it, it arrives with us. I don't know if you saw the, the picture of this giant um, kind of big-eyed mermaid sculpture that we have inside the museum by um, Jasmine um, Beckett Griffiths. Mm-hmm. And there was just a call to action uh, around the nation that she had this huge sculpture she'd done. She does a lot of work for Lucasfilms and for oh, wow. Disney. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to donate it. And so a number of hospitals, libraries, museums asked to have it. Someone through the magic of the internet um, <laughs> let me know it was out there, and we were given that. Um, she's valued at eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> we she was donated for free, and it only cost us six thousand dollars to have her shipped up from California. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's always the shipping will get you. <laughs> always, but it's a it's a real good dichotomy with the the other mermaid sculpture we have that's paper mache that was done by the blind artists. Mm-hmm. You know, just everything we do, we try to stretch your imagination and, and, you know, soften the boundaries of what's, what's doable. There's so much we can do. Mm. Wow. So I'm looking at one of your, your uh, special, um, it's not events where you call it special features, excuse me. And it's dive into the wreck. So, yeah. 
what is that like? I mean, we, I, all I have is a, a picture of basically a wheel and a piece of cloth, so it, it's not very descriptive. So can well, you give us a little you know, insight into it? Yeah, well, you know from being involved in a nonprofit that you um, have to be creative. And so I got a bunch of old shipping pallets and one of my assistants and I um, cut them apart, put them back together, uh, restructured them into a shipwreck. Oh, that's that, so cool. oh, we, we didn't ask out to our community. We said, does anybody have any portholes? And <laughs> so like one guy donated 13 portholes and we have, Ooh. you know, old portholes and new portholes and big ones and small ones. And it, it just kind of sells the design. And the same, the same fellow um, came to me one day and he says, would you like a boat? And I said, ah. yeah, well, <laughs> sure. <Why> and my, <laughs> husband, my husband said no. <laughs> and, um, and then one day this giant flatbed trailer and a huge crane showed up oh my god and they lifted a sailboat off of it and put it onto a berm next to the museum and so now we have a we have our own outside kind of boat rack and it was super super funny because i was moving displays the other day and i was moving a fishing display with a a mermaid that's a seac um scottish mermaid half human half salmon (laughs) and I was moving the the EPIRB, which is the emergency position indicating um, radar beacon that you use in case of emergency, and I accidentally deployed it. Oh, no. Uh And I was freaking out and flipping the switch, and I finally got it turned off, and then I called um, U.S. Coast Guard Grace Harbor Station and Mm -hmm. said, hey, this is Kim up at the Mermaid Museum and and the winery, and... I just wanted you to know if you're seeing that there's a shipwreck happening up here, that was me. And, <laughs> well, and there's, I, have, and there's I have to cut you off right there, Kim, because we have to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann and Ron right here on TojiNet. And our special guest is uh, Kim Roberts from the International Mermaid Museum. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our very special guest this evening, Kim Roberts of the Mermaid Museum. International Mermaid International Museum. Mermaid Museum. So, yes. Kim, I, I have an idea for you. Okay. Uh-oh. Mermaids are great, and I, everybody loves mermaids. But right. how about a... Mermaid and Pirate Day at the museum on September 19th. Talk National oh. Talk Like a Pirate Day. I do love pirates as well. And we're so fortunate in our community. We actually have pirate days in the summer. Okay. And we have a, a group of a pirate community and they put on a fabulous festival. Um, Aberdeen, Washington is home of the tall ship Lady Washington, which is our state tall ship. And she played the role of the interceptor in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. And so the, the lady is usually at our Pirate Days Festival. And we have all manner of pirates. But we do have um, a pirate duo that are performing at the Mermaid Festival. So we, when we can, we definitely bring our pirate friends in. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Because they, they go hand in hand. Of it. Yes. But absolutely. I know. I, I we did uh, as fundraiser for the lighthouse. We did a uh, we had a, a so there's a, up in this side of the, we we have a replica of a pirate ship, and we uh, did a pirate and ghost cruise and uh, yeah we all dressed up like pirates and you know people came aboard and we went out and yeah that was a lot of fun. People love pirates. They love mermaids. Uh, yeah, even that's at the lighthouse. A cool we, idea. Yeah. So we yeah. Did you well, a ghost a ghost cruise? Was there an apparition on board? Yeah, me. I've been dead, <laughs> dead for years. <laughs> we, we, we told uh, ghost stories from uh, the sea and uh, so forth. So, yeah, there was no real ghost on board, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, can well, I deviate, from, deviate? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was just going to say, you know, sea stories are really important. And I have a good fisherman friend down in Newport, Oregon, who, when he heard I was going to build the Mermaid Museum, he said, well, I've seen mermaids. And he's Ooh. got some stories. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's, yeah. let's hear this. It's way more important than anything I was going to well, say. Well, <laughs> one, one of them's kind of funny. Um, when he was, he's, he's not a young feller now. He's what would be the definition of not young. Um, but when he <laughs> was a young feller and he was fishing out here on a fairly small boat, um, when you're on a small boat, there's not a head. And so mm. you, at the time, went overboard. Oh. To, and so he was 
had his derriere over the rail <laughs> and um and something grabbed him. <gasps> yeah. And it was well, something also reached up through the, the scuppers to the holes in the side of the boat. And it was one of those giant squid. Uh... He said for a minute he thought it might be a mermaid. And for <laughs> more more than a minute, I think years and years, he wishes it was a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that was... I, I think that would be the end of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had a question, Anne. I did have a question, not paranormal in any way. Tell me about the Westport Vineyard. I knew you'd go for the wine. The Westport Winery. Sooner sure or later, you'd make your way there. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we are very proud to have been the Washington's 2022 Winery of the Year. Ooh. And um, that was something that was long our dream. We've been, the Seaglass Grill has been rated one of the top two winery restaurants in the United States. Oh, my God. I need but to go we, there. We came to it with the idea of um, crafting wine that was super approachable. Mm-hmm. and. Um, We've just been very fortunate that there's a large community of people that were looking for a place that was casual, welcoming, you know, the rules of what to pair with wine and how to drink it are drink what you want with the people you love and mm-hmm. the food you like. And then you're you're doing the right wine pairing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I'm, I am a big fan of wineries and like craft breweries and uh, as Ron can attest, uh, and one of my ultimate favorite wineries here in Massachusetts is Westport Rivers. Westport Three Rivers, yeah. Every it, once in a while, we get a reservation in our restaurant. No or, way. Or, or, yeah. And and we'll call the people and we're like, I'm sorry, you, you seem to be running a little late for your reservation. And, oh. like, and, and if we know that it's that area code, we're like, okay, now we know what's going on. Um, but yeah, there's a tiny bit of, you know, very occasional confusion, but we have a super collegial relationship, even though oh. we never had a chance to meet each other. We've spoken on the phone because periodically our wine club members, one will oh. call to make an order um, at one or the other. You would type something into the internet. Nuances right. are not its strength. Oh, wow. So, Isn't that I, funny? Yeah. Complete opposite coasts. Yeah, I, I, I have a burning question that must be answered. Yes, Ron. Yes. Make the burning stop. I cannot do that for you. <laughs> do you do you have a mermaid below? Of course I do. Uh, yes. Ah, good. I knew it. That's great. That's great. It, it would it would be wrong otherwise. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't see how you couldn't. It was like, oh, it's yes. gotta be. But, but what's weird is Mermaid Merlot was created in two thousand eight. Mm which was well before any of this ever happened. And oh, it wasn't that's until, right. yeah. I think it was 2020, my daughter, or 2019, my daughter and I were scuba diving um, on Maui back with our, the business we used to own, Lahaina Divers. And she and I were up country on Maui and we were hitting some distilleries and doing the tours. And we looked at each other and we're like, we should add a distillery. Oh. And came home 
and created Ocean's Daughter Distillery. And when you think about Ocean's Daughter, that's got to be a mermaid. And I um, started drawing and I drew all the labels and they're all of mermaids. And again, that was a year before we even had an inkling that there would be a mermaid museum. So uh, it's pretty much meant to be for us. Absolutely. So before before we forget, or I forget, is if people want to find out more about the museum, how can they do that? Thank you for asking. That is to go to the www.mermaidmuseum.org. Uh, is that's our website, and we have all the details about the Mermaid Festival there. We're we've had visitors from every state in the nation and 38 different countries. Um, we recently had a visitor that flew in from Portugal. She has a Airbnb in Portugal called Mermaid's Retreat. She heard ah. about the museum and wanted to come visit. And so it's, um, it's something that people really enjoy. It's not the fanciest museum and it's not the largest museum, um, but, but it's, it's definitely special. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun museum. It's fun. It's yes. sounds incredible. And, I'm not and if, often on that coast, but someday if, I have to put this on my bucket list. And if somebody wants to find out more about the uh, distillery and, and the, uh, oh, what was the other place? I can't think of it. Winery. West, Westport Winery. Yes. Um, that's West, westportwinery.com. And mm-hmm. on our page, of course, we have Ocean's Daughter Distillery. You can look at the sea glass grill menu there. Um, and we've got uh, lodging in either the Commander's Palace or the Captain's Cottage. Oh, you have lodging there? Yeah. Nice. And, you know, Anne, you were saying Road you trip, love vineyards. Anne. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, planted, we planted vineyards originally, and it was called Vineyards by the Sea is the name of the property. Mm-hmm. But we found that we couldn't grow grapes successfully. And we planted a wide variety of different berries and discovered that we weren't successful at all of those. We grow oh. strawberries and blueberries extremely well. Mm-hmm. But over time began converting each of those blocks of farm into display gardens. So now we have 15 acres of display gardens Wow! with uh, 60 sculptures by local artists that are outdoor sculptures. It's free to walk through our gardens, enjoy the sculptures. There's over a hundred interpretive signs. Mm-hmm. We have a nine hole disc golf course and a nine hole executive pitch and putt course. Okay. Two two labyrinths, a maze, <laughs> a musical fence, uh petonk, horseshoes. Awesome. Uh, it's just it's it's just a place. This is a destination. It's yeah. a destination. So how far is the the what are we talking about the winery the story the winery uh from the museum so this is kind of cool in the <laughs> museum gift shop we have a wine and spirits tasting bar oh lovely. So you, can, you can do wine tasting and carry <laughs> a beverage an adult beverage if you're over oh. age 21 through the museum or through the gardens perfect and then in the winery we have a wine and spirits tasting bar as well mm. oh well Perfect. So just distance, distance between the two of them. If if someone you know someone was traveling to the west coast and they wanted mm-hmm. to see go to both these places, what's what's the distance between the two of them? About seventy feet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Ron. There I'm you go. Sorry. 
That's funny. So the, yeah, it's like 12 fathoms. Uh, that's, that's great. So what do you, in the distilleries, because my husband would be all around, all about the distillery, although he also likes wine. What kind of spirits do you make at the distillery? Well, it's uh, the list of what we don't make is shorter. We make, <laughs> we make vodka and gin, agave spirits, which is like um, sparkling wine. You can't call it champagne if it's made in the U.S. Agave spirits, you can't call it tequila if it's made in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, we make rum and uh, whiskey, and we make a series of liqueurs. Goodness. So you have something and, for everyone. Yeah, and of those, we make 12 vodkas, um, two agaves, three gin, five whiskeys, six liqueurs, and three rum. Wow. Perfect. Yes. This, this is great. I'd and have a, to... a, portion, a portion of the proceeds of the spirits um, go to the Mermaid Museum and uh, a, por- a portion of the proceeds of the wines have always been donated to local charities. So our, our family donated over $600,000 since we started the, the winery in 08, which is in mm. a small community, small family business. We're very happy to have been able to do that. Oh, sure. That is excellent. Excellent. So now I, I'm reading in your, I'm in your board of directors thing now. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're also a freelance writer. Yes, I have written um, three mysteries. Nice. I love and those. Were, those <laughs> were set set in Hawaii. Um, it's the Aloha Jones series, and the first one is Lunacy, and it's a a combination of Hawaiian and English words that are um, kind of tell the, the heart of the story. And the second one was Poison, and the third one was Homicide. <laughs> That's great. Are you going to continue writing them, or was that it? Well, it was a five-book series, but mm-hmm. after the third book, I um, got cancer. Oh. And so, since I've had cancer, I'm I'm in remission and I've been so for six years, but I have not, I have not been able to write. It's just, you know, one of those deals, but maybe, maybe one day it will return because I have um, a lot of people that would like to see the, the Aloha Jones. She has these adventures with her five sisters and they would like to see what happens with her other two sisters because her sisters be crazy. (laughs) Sounds like a Hallmark series to me. (laughs) Yeah, they're not really hallmarky girls. They're no, more they're like, not. Oh, even better. They're more like bar fights and <laughs> um, and uh, like one sister had had breast cancer and you know would lose her prosthetics when she was swimming and all. There was always like she was always losing these prosthetics. And <laughs> that was kind of her thing. <laughs> well, I love a good mystery series, so I'll have to look them up. Mm-hmm. They, I believe they're on Kindle still. I just, I don't even pay any attention anymore. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Once you, once you write them, it's like, uh, you know, you, 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 you really like move on to, to other things, even if it's new, new books, but you're, you get involved in other things. If you don't stay up with them, they'll, you, you kind of have to keep fresh. I mean, I've written three books myself and, uh, uh, it's harder I, than it looks, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Everybody that goes 
oh, I'm going to write a book. You're like, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> you know, the, the first well, one you say, I proved I can do it. The second one says, I'm not just a one trick pony. The uh-huh. third one, you're totally showboating at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the, uh, I, I wrote them with uh, Maureen Wood, who was a, uh, a medium. And, and, you know, they're about, they're, go, they're called Ghost Chronicles, oddly enough. Ghost Chronicles, more Ghost Chronicles what? than Ghost Today. And uh, it, it's some of our investigations. But when we, we wrote them together, it, which is one of, the, one of the reasons we were able to write them, because, uh, you know, procrastinating is so easy. Oh, I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. But anyways, we wrote them together by this. The, the time the uh, second book was done, it was like, I'll never write another book with you again. I'm really fortunate. I know, I always know who my characters are, who's going to die and who killed them. But um, <laughs> the voices in my head write the book. I, I just am the medium. Mm-hmm. And so I let the characters do all the talking. And sometimes they say weird things or things <laughs> that certainly are not what I would say. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how those books get written. It's definitely a, a team effort of myself mm-hmm. and the voices in my head. Oh, there that's funny. My yeah. friend Elizabeth also writes uh, books uh, kind of on the zombie theme. And she said, that's what she says to me all the time. Well, this character said this to me. So that's what yeah. I did. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's funny. You, so you've got to so- have some distance, I think. Mm-hmm. The one thing we were lucky about, because I was a nonfiction, that we always had the the video and the audio of the actual uh, events to look back on, which is funny because uh, we remember something one way that happened, and when we go back and we we listen to the tapes or the the audio, it's like, whoa, it didn't happen like that. It happened like this. Like so, <laughs> it's it's funny how your mind plays tricks on you. But uh, yeah, they're nonfiction, so it's a little different writing than that. Except for the third book, the third book is fiction, but uh, those two are. So uh, well, I we are getting down towards the end of the show, and I didn't want to. Um, Remiss, be remiss with anything. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up uh, about the museum or the winery? Um, no, just I would love to just invite people to come visit our community. We're about two hours west of Seattle and three hours northwest of Portland. Um, the county is called Unforgettable Grace Harbor County. And people will find that it is Alaska light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful it's remote we have fabulous food wonderful people talented artists great scenery um loads of outdoor adventure fishing surfing if you if you see our mermaid festival campaign um you'll see there's a mermaid eating raw oysters and one with their surfboard and another one uh who's wearing his plaid shirt and playing guitar because we are the community that uh, launched Nirvana, the band. Right. And oh, right. it's just an incredibly diverse community. Um, we are, uh, we're just, we're very different. Mm-hmm. Some people could say different's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always is. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Oh, look. you know, the, the largest lighthouse and um, amazing fresh fish a real true fishing community um, of crabbers and people that catch salmon and shrimp. So it's a cool place. And that's, you know, the best thing we can do is 
is invite people to come and see our lifestyle. It's different than on television. It's different than Deadliest Catch. <laughs> it's uh, it's just um, it's a oh, great great place to live. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It yeah, really the, you live in the good side of the state, doesn't? Isn't like Washington divided in two, kind of like the the coast well, side and the. Yes, there is there is a mountain range that bisects the state, and mm-hmm. on the coast we get a lot more rain. In eastern Washington, it's a lot drier. Both sides of the state are great. We get our grapes from eastern Washington, so we are heavily dependent on their wonderful climate, and um, they love coming to the coast to see our cooler weather and our um, little bit of rain. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have good friends in uh, Washington, Karen Les- Leslie, and some of the listeners uh, uh, from Washington. So, Karen, if you listen, then you got to drop by the museum and check it out. If you haven't already, it's definitely a cool place to visit. Uh, if we ever yeah, get out we, that way, we'll have to go. We through. invite the Ghost Chronicles uh, listeners to come and check it out. And it's just been such an honor to be on your show. And I can't wait to share with everybody to get on board and start listening to Ghost Chronicles. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, you don't, you don't want to do that to them. <laughs> yeah, I do. See, I, I, I run into people. I ran into, I was doing an event the other day and uh, I introduced myself. Oh, I'm Ron Cullick from uh, New England Ghost Rush, Ghost Chronicles. She says, yeah, I recognize your voice. I said, you do? He says, yeah, I listen, I listen to the show. And I said, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I always no, don't do that. Anyway. These are some of the best shows. Oh, uh, another friend of ours is a producer of a what's the name of that TV show he's on? It's the one that's the kind of horror show guy. Horror show yeah. guy that describes it. <laughs> Sven Gulli. Sven Gulli. And oh. you know, people love that. It's really mm-hmm. a fun show and and this is uh this is a fun show too. <laughs> oh, thank you. We we try to, I mean, we try to make it enjoyable for our listeners, and that we try to be real and and ask real questions that they might ask, you know, and, and not just be dry. Uh, a lot of time, people will send us a list of questions they want us to ask, and of course, we don't go that way. We we follow <laughs> the whatever the conversation goes. And that's the way it should be. <laughs> That's a challenge then. You're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask that one. That's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, thank you for being on the show. We still got a couple of minutes left on that. So, we, all right. So, okay. Well, let me ask you have either of you considered or have you seen any mermaids? I have not. I don't know okay. about Ron. <laughs> I, I, have, I have been working on a uh, documentary on. Um, uh, sea serpents and lake monsters, and there have been some stories that I people that I've talked to that have had stories of. Uh, I'm not going to say mermaids, but something that that they swear could have been a mer- mermaid because that's... unidentified swimming objects. <laughs> U.S.O. Yeah. U.S.O. <laughs> but uh, you know that's another fascination to see sea monsters and sea serpents is is intriguing. Well, the, the ocean is is so vast, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, so unexplored that we really have yet to dive into learning everything there is about it. And oh, yeah. you know, like I said, for us, it starts with ocean ecology. 
um, sharing that love of the sea, our, our great good fortune to have been underwater and on the water our whole lives mm. and to be able to share that with others. Um, the sea is so important. It's so beautiful. And it's the ultimate mystery. And, mm-hmm. you know, and we're always finding more things about it. I mean, we, we know, for instance, you know, like there are freshwater lakes under the ocean. There are, uh, you know, even rivers that that run through the ocean. There's this areas that we've never, ever, ever visited. Uh, yeah. I just read an interesting article that they finally went to the, the bottom of the uh, the big blue hole off of Belize and the, they, what they discovered down there, which was a GoPro camera with somebody's holiday photos and <laughs> that's awesome. a couple of but bodies. Yeah, you know, the, the Marianas Trench, you know, is just so deep and there's huge mountain ranges in the ocean that are taller than any that we know on land. Right. Um, and it's just, it's absolutely fascinating. A lot of the, um, the fiber cable companies are some of the ones that are discovering these things. We just found an, an old shipwreck off the Washington coast that some friends of ours that are fishermen uh, first pulled up some coal and they've mm-hmm. now been able to determine where this wreck is. And it was the largest loss of life in oh. shipping in our area. Mm. Um, one of the coolest things we have in the museum is a local fisherman donated us an anchor and we were able to track it back to a ship called, um, it was it was a Russian brig coming down from Alaska. And they went ashore or wrecked in becalmed seas. And the captain's wife was on board. This was in the 1700s. And she was the first white woman to step foot onto Washington shores. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we have this amazing anchor in our collection. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up, Kim. So, uh, okay. uh, <laughs> all right. We 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 here on the East Coast actually have uh, a pirate's uh, museum of Blackbeard's ship, uh, which was discovered off of Cape Cod, and and they created a museum with all the artifacts from there, which is amazing as well. But anyways, we do have to go, Kim. Uh, we've been speaking with Kim Roberts from the International Mermaid Museum. And uh, Kim, we want to thank you so much for yes. being with us tonight. It was quite enjoyable. Wonderful. Very wonderful. Thanks, guys. I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends. And uh, the ones that help bring you the show is uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, members of the Dead Air Society. So uh, you too can become a member of the Dead Air Society and Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon for mere $3 a month and get, a month and get access to a variety of videos produced only for our members of the Dead Air Society. So check that out, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And thank you very much, Kim. Thank you very much. And uh, stay tuned next week when I believe we are having on. Well, I'll just have to wait for that. So uh, <laughs> keep yeah. in suspense. I know it. I know it's so bad, but uh, stay tuned for Toji Nuts next production. Good night, everyone. God bless. Peace, ice, and Kim. Once again, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening.
from ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.